Well, Lane and Gar have ditched us this week. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I, if they were here, they would probably come up with like a better response to that. But unfortunately, you're going to be acting with your with your rapier wit against like the dullest knife in the drawer. I'm flattered that you think my wit is rapier. It is. It's saber. Oh, there's a good one. No, your that was saber that was wit. I have, uh, I have my moments. Anyways, so yes, in fact, the lack of a joke is the joke for this opening bit. And thus, cue the roll call. We are live! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster? Super Ichi! A spark of courage, the power of dreams! Orange Caster, Global Soft Perka! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 381, and I didn't even have to check what number it was this week. That's cool. It's episode Ladios. Yeah, the blue one. The blue one. Yeah, we cannot all be as witty as Ichi. I'm not that witty in real life. I just, I just have no filter. <laughs> as Paul and Sal can confirm from my FF14 stream earlier this week. Um. All right. So. This week, we are a pair of Toronto Tokusatsu nerds who get together to talk about Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. Uh, once again, our third thing this week is also Kamen Rider, because our feature topic is Revice the Mystery, Episode 4 and 5. But before that, we're talking about Revice, Episode 27, and Don Brothers, Episode 3. Uh, Brothers is something I don't like. It's it's insane, and I can't stop watching it. Like I genuinely really enjoy it. It sure is a thing, but uh, we'll get to that. But before we do, it's time for news, news mode. mode. So uh, first on the docket, we have more information regarding the Common Rider Veil special, um, particularly in in with regards to the cast members, uh, because a trailer went out. And this art is fucking cool. This will be the art we use when we talk about it. Um, so Masanari Wada, who is in Real Fake, will be playing Junpei Shiranami, a.k.a. the previous incarnation of Igarashi Genta. He, like, changed his face, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, he, he had to hench in his face. Uh, and then playing the role of young Yukimi, the mom, is Sakurako Okubo, who is Hammy and Q-Ranger. Oh, okay, that's interesting. The way she was dressed in that trailer, I thought it was Misora. From Build. <laughs> Can you really blame me? Look at the way she's dressed. Yeah, that's wait, a pretty... Wait, wait that sounded skill. horrible. Forget I said that. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We will learn about Genta's past, how he fell in love with Yukimi. This is 25 years before the birth of the siblings. Uh, joining the cast are Kensuke Takahashi, 
who was in Ultraman X as Masumi Karizaki, the man who is now in a mask. Uh, Yuki Torigoe, who was in Token Ranbu as the Noah Armed Forces Captain. And Mitsu Murata, who was in Hibiki and Kiva as Noah Director Higashiyama. <gasps> it's Bishop! Yo, Bishop's coming back! That's awesome! He's a, he's a character later in Kiva. Yeah, I, I I was actually looking like through my like list of things. It's like, well, wow, I never got past episode seven of Kiva. You, you should absolutely go and watch Kiva. And I'm on episode twenty one of Gaim and have been for like a very long time. Like that's where Gaim starts getting really good. Is that episode? I know. That's that was the episode we started Cast Ranger discussing. That's, uh, sorry, sorry, that's not, not related. Well, it's kind of, but not a lot. It's going to have five episodes, apparently, and it's going to be bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, so we also have Yutaka Saigo as, as Boo-san, whose, real, whose character's real name is apparently Shozo Irabu. So I guess there's, that's where Boo comes from. Oh, like it's, it's like a shortening of his name. I thought that it was... I, this is going to sound kind of vulgar. I thought they were implying bec- that he was a pig because he's chubby. And I was kind of like, uh, that's kind of Oh, mean. Boo is in like Debu? No, yeah, Debu or like Boo is their onomatopoeia for oink, basically. Uh, so I was thinking, that's kind of mean. Like, why would you do? But no, I guess it's just a shortening of his name. You were <laughs> supposed to think it was a joke, but sir, it was actually a character name. And I vastly prefer that to cheap shot at weight of person. Yeah. So it's being written by veteran common writer Nobuhiro Mori and directed by... Common writer. Yeah. And being directed by Koichi Sakamoto of Plenty Fame. Uh, The Veil special is premiering March 27th exclusively on Toei Tokusatsu Fan Club. Five episodes that will air every two weeks. So yeah. First one, 27th. Then the next two, April 10th and 24th, and the final two, May 8th and 22nd. Cool. I am excited. Next. Uh, So the Theater G. Rosso revealed that apparently in the uh, Zenkaiger stage shows, Flint's getting her own power set. Tukai Flint. It's always like, if it doesn't happen in the show, it'll happen in a stage show. So it is a pink and purple and silver platinum kind of feel uh, reskin of the uh, Tsukaiser suit, but also with like tassels on the shoulders. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Is that a particularly flinty thing? I I don't know. Oh, if we got if we could get Tukai Katanner and Tukai Riki, that would be cool. That would be cool. She looks good, though. You know what I'm surprised they didn't do, though? Like, instead of also copying Marvelous's visor, they should have given her the Ahim's visor, like, for the shape of the eyes. I don't know what that means, unfortunately. Like, you know the, the, the visor and the helmet? Like, the way the eyes are shaped? Yeah. For the Gokaiger suits, they were all shaped differently, so I'm surprised that they didn't use the Pink Ranger's eye shape. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that, that, that does make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I, I apologize. I'm not someone who's watched. That's no, okay. So 
Kaiger. Um, I haven't even watched the horrible Power Rangers that I've seen. Do yourself a favor and don't. I just, I just know it's, it's bad. <laughs> That's yeah. all I know. The, yeah, the lighting is kind of misleading, but the main color of the suit is silver, and then it's got like pink and purple accents to it. So it's, you could describe it as platinum. It's, it's just like the, there. the platinum Beetleborg. Red gloves. Unless those are pink and the lighting is weird. I think the they're they're like it's like a non standard shade of red. That's fair. Yeah. Uh we haven't yet seen her henchin device, but she does have her usual flintlock pistol. It's her name. Yeah. Alright, neat. Next, uh we have some more info and pictures for the Zenkaiger Kira Major Senpaiger special. Uh, and the first shot, we can see that Zenkaiser and Tukaiser get the Super Kira Major armor power-ups. That is cool. A little weird, but alright. And I don't know why uh, Tukaiser has like the... Is that the silver one? I guess it's because they're both 6th Rangers. Did Silver use it? It looks kind of cyan. Yeah, I... That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joining the film's cast are Nobuhiko Okamoto, who is in My Hero Academia, as Pot Deus, the so-called new king of Tochi Tendo, Lord Bokowau's secret child! Secret child! The wall fucked! The wall fucks! What the fuck? There are so many bad jokes you can make here, and I'm not going to make a single one of them because I do not want to even think of the possibility. Oh, no. Uh, we also like have... talking to a brick wall advanced edition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. So we have Shinosuke Tachivana, who is in Gundam Build Fighters, as Dr. Eokal a scientist from Kitsune Topia who created gears similar to Tojiru gears. So I guess that's the middle one there. I like his just weird neck, like just your next um, cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> sort of look. Uh, and then there's Bacon Face. Yep. We have Takashi Nagasaka who is in The Legend of Zelda in a non specific way. As, just in it? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> somewhere. In Hyrule. As, as Calbi World. Monster who placed the Kira Major in a Yakiniku restaurant space. So he's not, in fact, a bacon face. He is a Calvi face. I don't know what Calvi is. So, um, Korean-style short rib, I believe. Uh... I've never actually been to a Yakiniku restaurant or Korean barbecue where you grill the meat at the table, but it looks really fun, and that's something I'd love to do when things are no longer terrifying. I don't understand the phrase I'm about to read, but... In addition, gluttony idol Azuki Moeno will appear as well. She's like someone who does mukbangs? Does what? Oh, um, I kind of, like, I, okay, I, I barely knew what this was until I was, like, watching cooking videos on YouTube, like, cooking with dog, and, like, and these kept showing up in related videos. Um, mukbangs are just videos where people just buy a craft ton of food and then just eat it all and that's the video <laughs> um 
It's Why usually am I like, not fucking surprised that's yeah, a thing? Yeah, it's usually like people who are like surprisingly don't look like they could eat that much food. I'm guessing it's... I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's sexual. I, it doesn't seem to be because like... They don't do anything sexual. I guess maybe some of them are, but... Probably the most famous, someone, like, Western one. Someone, Western one somehow, someone. Yeah, is, is Nikocado Avocado, who is this guy who, like, used to be really skinny, and now he's, he's basically, the YouTube algorithm made him destroy himself for life. Is that what a mukbang is? I've seen the term around, but I was too scared to look into it. Yeah, that's what it is. I have well, no actually, idea. Actually, a, a mukbang yeah! is when... A bunch of people get together and just eat a giant plate of food. So it's just well, a dinner usually party? Just like, it's usually yeah, just one person. Essentially. Just one person. <laughs> I've seen a few that have like two people, but it's usually just the whole, I think the novelty is that it's one person just eating like the whole menu of a restaurant. I because don't they want to be a fucking glutton. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on YouTube anymore. <laughs> I don't know, like there's something about it that's kind of alluring though, because it's just, it's like you have like this dream of like, what if you could just get the entire like Burger King menu and just enjoy it like Kirby. <laughs> okay, so like, you know how boomers will be like, wait, so people just watch people play video games on YouTube? That's yeah, fucking this stupid. This, this is, is my version of that. Yeah. People yeah, just like, watch people eat food? That's fucking yeah, like, stupid. Usually they make conversation as well, but some people don't, I think, don't like that. Like, I don't watch these, so I just only know from, like, related videos saying stuff like, no talking in the title. It, 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 it's like Christian. You never actually watch him, but you but you watch videos of people talking about him. You just experience yeah, like him seen, through the meme-overse. Yeah, I've seen people yes. talking about, like, videos about mukbangs, but I've never actually watched a mukbang, like, from start to finish. I just know they I exist. Can't believe people I Oh, it's pronounced a uh, mukbang. I can't believe I get to put this in my fucking description hashtags for this episode. <laughs> also, hi, I'm People here to talk about the last a... news story. Hooray. People are going to think it's a Cast Ranger mukbang. <laughs> oh my goodness, no! a Cast Ranger mukbang. Which I, I, it, it would I just imagine... be chicken fingers, craft dinner. <laughs> And it would pizza be, pockets. It would be kind of. It would be. The, it would be the four pizzas that the raccoons ate that one time. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because there was a new, a new ad. A new ad came on for Skip the Dishes and with Snoop Dogg, and we were talking about like Skip the Dishes. They betrayed us because they kicked me off for some unknown illegal activity, which I never did anything. I just ordered stuff, and then they didn't. When you ordered, them, they didn't tell. I, was it them or DoorDash? It I was don't know, Door. It was DoorDash. Uber Uber eats Uber eats um Uber eats superiority forever. So hey, don't forget to use the skip the dishes code in our description. I haven't used skip the dishes since <laughs> it took two hours to get one A and W meal. I, yes, I, 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 yeah, just, um, Gar, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say hi, but, like, now we're talking about hi. As much as <laughs> I, as much as I like promoting Skip the Dishes, because we use their code, I actually usually go with Uber Eats right now. But for one specific reason, while the driver's coming, I can message him and give him specific instructions, because if I don't, they won't bring it where it needs to go. <laughs> hey, stop at the Avondale. Get me a drink and have it at the store. Pick me up some smokes on your way. Um, 
<laughs> absolutely amazing interaction with a Uber Eats grocery guy. Um, and I, I, I am just going to warn you, I do not know why this is what I said. <laughs> Um, I don't okay. know what possessed me to say this, and when I showed my mom to show her the response, she died at what I said instead. <laughs> so, I, I I said this, and then this was his response. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to say my dude, but I, I apparently just... But then his response was just great, I love it. Thank you so much, my dude. Why did I say? I, okay, maybe not. Maybe when I was twenty years old, please tell me you're laughing at the punchline line instead. <laughs> Which part are you laughing at, EJ? Just, I just imagine you and like as, at the door as he's handing you your food. Just you saying, "Thank you so much, my dude." <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that I randomly slip sometimes into saying things like that or calling people man or my man and I have no idea where it came from it's adorable like, I don't know where it came from it's it's I do not do it like I don't consciously think of doing it and every time when I do it I have like a, a reaction like wait why did I say that yeah that's just like me every time I catch my. That's just like me every time lately I catch myself making a D's nuts joke and then I just take a step back and go, "What the fuck am I doing? Why did I just say that? Why yeah. did I say that? It's so weird. Yeah, I've been, the, the, I've been hanging around certain people too long. The raccoon story is really simple. It's like like a sentence long. We got a bunch of pizzas and they didn't tell us that they delivered them. And so when we got out there, they were cold and we thought we could probably still eat these. But then we found a bunch of raccoons had been eating them. Yeah, that's, that's a story we've told before. Uh, hold on a second. I'm looking at the pictures in this article about the Sampaja movie. <laughs> and like, what the fuck happened to Zira and his chest piece is off? There. Who knew that he was a Kabuto rider he cast off? Oh. Why is that there? I'm sorry. A part of the Heisei riders. Is that like a thing? Is photoshopping him into random stuff? No, apparently the big thing is playing SpongeBob characters in other movies. I don't know. Why and is that there? Anyway, I'm yeah, sorry. the uh, there's one shot in this collection of images from the Sempaijin movie, and it's Zeron, but his chest plate is removed, so he's just got this silvery undershirt on, and I'm like, can you do that? Apparently you can. I, I guess. It's too hot out here for a Kikai. I <laughs> Kaito, we the heat to is just play. getting to you. There are no Kikai noids. I thought we were going to like be like to the point in this episode, but then things got weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> things got really weird. Things <laughs> did get really weird. Why am I here again? Uh, because of our last news story. All right. Oh shit! Such a downer. It's it is time to kill the mood. All right. Yeah. Alrighty, so shit hit the fucking fan this week. I think it was this week. Or was it last week? This is March 14th. Yes, so last week shit hit the fan. Uh, 
Legendary Godzilla actor Akira Takarada unfortunately passed away at the age of 87. That's up I think there. I got his age right. That's a pretty long life. That's what the article says. Yeah. Uh, the last surviving main cast member from the original 1954 Godzilla movie is now gone. Rip. Let, 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 let that sink in. There is now nobody left from the original movie. What about the, yeah, but cr- the movie's still there, and it's definitely going to keep keep being something big in this world for years and years. And the movie got an upscale of 4K, and from what I heard of it, it's fucking beautiful. Oh, nice. You say no one left, but what about the extras, the camera crew, the, the directing yeah, staff, the editors, all of the editors. random extras? Well, oh, oh, that's why I mean the main, like, of the main cast. Uh. Like, I know Ikafube is dead. Honda's dead. Uh, Takarada's now dead. Uh, <laughs> Red Hood, let us screonk in his name. Is Raymond Burr still alive? No, Raymond Burr's been dead for years. He's been Raymond Burried. <laughs> no, 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 I, no. I regret that immediately. I do. I had to get that no. out of my brain. I'm sorry. No, I... Uh, no, Takarada appeared in other roles in the Godzilla franchise, such as one of the characters from Godzilla vs. Mothra, which is technically Mothra vs. Godzilla because Mothra had a better, like, you know, higher pay grade than Godzilla at the time. I paid Mothra more than Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, Invasion of the Astro Monsters. Godzilla Final Wars, where he was, uh, he was one of the alien exes in disguise. Oh, cool. That's one of the uh, only he- Godzilla things I've seen. Exactly. He was in the 2014 Godzilla movie, but Legendary decided, you know what? Let's not have him show up in the movie. They cut him out? They cut his scene from the movie, and it was sort of like the passing of the torch of, like, supporting act, like, to the main lead to the main lead. Like a Godzilla handoff? um, So, in a way. They just high-five each other? Come on, on, Legendary. No, he was like a passport. Uh... (laughs) hander guy or something oh, at the airport I don't know why they would cut that then if it's just a quick shot too it, it's i don't know it needs to come out come on legendary release the re- release the akira takarada of godzilla 2014 you already made it you already made another cut of it where we can actually see shit now come on because that movie was dark yeah, like, very literally like yeah, dark. literally dark. You could not Ichi, you could not see the final fight. Oh. It was that dark. Oh, you mean dark in visuals, not yeah. <laughs> narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like dark like dark in visuals. It was so dark you couldn't even tell which one was Godzilla at some points. It's dark. <laughs> so it's like fine, here it is on 4K. We brighten it. Happy? Yes. <laughs> now we can actually see. Anyways, Takarada, you will be missed. I, I didn't really have much to say about it because unlike all the other people who talk about Takarada's passing, I never met the dude. Apparently a lot of people met the dude. All the people who talk Arata. <laughs> go, 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 Takarada. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, he's also half Korean. Cool. Yeah, he's half Japanese, half Korean. Interesting. Well, anyways, I'm going to enjoy the shawarma. 
Okay. I just wanted to come in here as the Ultraman Godzilla representative to talk about Kira Takarada. Well, your timing was weirdly impeccable. Well, it's because it was like, cast strangers assemble. I look at the news links. I'm like, oh, Takarada, I should probably talk about that. Yeah. You you can talk a lot about it. I... <laughs> that was very close to the same joke, but I think I got away with that one. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. Freaking Akira Takara. <laughs> <laughs> he made Beyblade bikes? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, a uh, new episode of Ultra Ranger coming out tomorrow. The rise and fall of Ultraman. Cool. At 6 p.m. on the Garzilla channel. I'll be back next week proper to talk about... What, what are we talking about next week? The O's movie. Yeah. yeah. Anything That'll goes there. That'll be an O's-rific time. Yeah. Funny enough, Anything Goes actually popped up on my soundtrack while I was out on my walk earlier. Nice. I'm like, all right, all right, I can get behind this. What are you looking at, Rabby? <laughs> Rabby's just staring down at me. Oh, here she comes. Anyways, I hope you all have a good night. All right, thanks. Until for... next time, schwa for now. Thanks for popping by. You're welcome. And I'm excited to go see Sonic 2 in two weeks. Yeah, we got our tickets for Sonic! Really hope Sandic. that it comes to paper. It comes to like on demand. Sandic. Because I won't be able to see it in theaters. Because I, I don't know how you guys, how you guys do it. Um, drinking. Drinking. Willpower. I don't know. <laughs> Willpower. I, I just fight through the. Uh, I want to see it I'm... so bad that I accepted non-VIP mm. tickets. Oh, is it not in VIP? No, but it is Ultra AVX. That's you, you would think with a brand name like Sonic and how successful the last movie was, you'd think they would put it in freaking well, VIP. These were like early tickets, so maybe VIP slots will open up yeah. later. Yeah, I'll, Rabby. I'll keep an eye on it. Anyways, good night, everyone, or good morning. Whenever you're listening to this, good day. Please. Personal space. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care. Stay safe, guys. Especially, like, I do not recommend or, or I, 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 um, the, the uh, sentiments of going to see a movie in theaters expressed by some members of Cast Ranger are not approved by me, Orange Caster. Um, I would say don't do that because, um, this is a virus that will either um, kill you or make you wish you were dead. So, don't don't do it. I'm serious. I I've, I've tried to convince them otherwise, but it never works. So. I, I mean, I just went and saw Batman on Tuesday, and I'm fine. I wore my mask up until I was in the seat, and then I put it back on the second I left. Anyways, so yeah, this week we're talking about Revice and then Don Brothers and, and then Revice again. So let's get into it. No, no pirating. Don't pirate the movie either. Sorry. So episode 27 starts with Holy Live fighting the demons. And holy shit, was that a cool fight? Yeah, I my notes are just Holy Live is probably the coolest thing ever, and I love it. 
I've got the stamp right here. But I also... Oh, sweet! Yeah. I also don't think that the whole I'll show no mercy thing is in any way heroic, though. But to be fair, they do call back to that. <laughs> yeah. So. Holy live! That's all I got. Wing to fly. Wings to... I can actually trigger the standby chime, even though I don't have the belt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Will it just go on forever? Yeah, the way it works is when you stamp a stamp in the revise driver, the actual pressable part of the stamp only goes in halfway. So if you press the stamp halfway in, it thinks it's being stamped in the driver and it triggers the standby sound. Actually, pretty clever way of doing it. Yeah, but if you just yeah, stamp it all the way in, it just does the normal sound. So yes, we get Holy Live versus Demons, and Holy Live is really cool. Yeah, Holy Live is very cool. The feathers flying are all over the place. They're incredibly overdramatic in the best way. It took us this long, but we finally have Angel versus Demon. That's uh, true. So he does the Hisatsu, and then Olteka, being the cowardly little bitch he is, just ditches the driver and bails. And then the demon just sort of gets out of there, too. And then Bail bails. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, then what happens is because of defeating Kagero, that strengthens Gifu some because he, like, he like absorbs the energy of demons that are defeated. So now um, Vice starts going absolutely animalistically crazy. Yeah, so this is the episode where all that hinting and, and, and suggestion about... The demons getting headaches and going berserk is finally coming to a head. Vice, is, Vice goes insane, and it takes a double rider kick from Live and Jean to stop him. And I love that, like, while Vice is, like, going on a murderous, insane rampage, we just have Lovecuff just, like, banging himself into a wall in the corner. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the mascot's version of a rampage. It's just going, ooh, ooh, and then banging into a wall. Arming no one but themselves. So yes, actually yes, Seven, you're correct. Jack Revice can be counted as a berserk form now. Yeah, uh, it's very animalistic. It really like the noises he makes sound honestly like he's going to throw up. Yeah. And like um, over the course of the episode, the shots where you see him in Icky's body with the like glowing demonic eyes. Yeah, he's like demon, d demon eyes, demon eyes. Genuinely terrifying. Like when they were just full on glowing, it wasn't as scary as when they were like normal eyes, but that color, honestly. Yeah. And can that I just say crazy. regarding Vice over this whole episode? Yeah, that's it. Over this whole episode, seeing Vice, like, talk while he's in Icky's body this episode, I finally realized that I actually kind of enjoy this, of, like, them sharing a body, because now you can actually see Vice emote through Icky's face instead of just looking at his suit face. You know what I mean? Well, that's a good point. Um, that picture is giving me pretty big, like, Anakin Skywalker energy. Yeah. Um, so... We get back home and mom finally comes home and we have this very nice family hug. And I just love that like while they're all hugging, George manages to read the room and just like sneaks out. He just leaves, yeah. 
It's like, oh, I'll let you have this. Yeah, and then Ikaru just walks in and just tases Iki out of the Before that, just I love that like everyone except Iki is in the hug, and then Mom's like, Iki, you too. But like, I don't know if she's processed that that's Vice, not Iki at the moment. So like, he's like, oh, I guess I'm included too, huh? And then he like comes up and like as he reaches around to hug them, he's just like, Shitsuchimas, just like, well, excuse me. That was fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's pardon me. Oh my god. And yeah, then the fucking weekend family just walks in. No bath today! Just fucking chases him down. And then you don't find out until a little bit after, but for some reason the place, these like highly technological people in the weekend, their prison is just a straight up medieval dungeon (laughs) with like chains on the wall. I just love that, like, they just walk in and in the span of three seconds, they walk in, say they're not here for a bath, fucking tase him. We get literally less than half a second of reaction from everyone in the room. And then that scene's done. We just cut to the next shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I am glad that they um at least did um at first just say that they weren't here for a bath because then there would have been confusion otherwise, I guess. Like, why do they even have to specify that if, if the son was just going to come in and yeah, tase Icky and completely upset everybody? <laughs> was he supposed to do that or did he do that? And they were like, no, we were supposed to wait. <laughs> I would love if the, the son is just like going militant of his own volition. Like that was completely unplanned. Like, all right, so we need to go in and we need to capture Icky so we can. Instead. Yeah. <laughs> And the son's just like, yeet! Yeah, like, we're gonna go in, we're gonna figure things out, we're gonna talk to them, maybe get some information, and then, taser! then, he, then you run in with the taser. <laughs> taser face! Did you, say running with, did you say running with the taser? <laughs> oh shit, sorry! <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, this isn't even funny. Oh, I think it's funny. <laughs> Gifu's just eating people. He's like just picking people up with these giant tentacles. With and just... absolutely no setup or hint or lead no, up. No, we just cut right. We cut to it, and then we cut to Iki in the prison. Gifu's like... just grown fucking CGI tentacles and starts eating people. And then it just disappears. Who directed this episode? Everything is like left with no proper reaction time and no proper setup time. It's just shot, 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 shot. You're tased. Gifu has tentacles. Vice is going berserk again. What is that? Who directed this one? I don't know. I, I it kind of worked though. Another thing I thought was pretty neat is that um this is sort of jumping forward a little bit and I'm mm-hmm. sorry about that, but okay. when Sakura and Daiji are fighting um, Olteka, who's been like Gifu powered and Gifu's in the sky and everything. Yeah. The battle is like, it's a really like harsh climatic sort of battle, but it's taking place in broad daylight in like a park. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I like that they didn't decide to go for it being like dark with a storm going on or like anything like that. It's just happening on a normal day. All this crazy stuff. Is I, I think that's because Olteca wanted to attack a lot of people at once. So we just went to an actual park where people were gathered. 
that that does make a lot of sense but it makes for a good battleground and that we get that cool shot of Aguilera walking down the paths with the leaves around her yeah I, I feel like her reaction to seeing Gifu finally like up and around and doing shit was like uncharacteristically underwhelming like her whole thing this whole show has been reuniting with Gifu and then she sees him finally flying around and she's not like jumping for fucking joy yeah, she just sort of calmly walks up to him and then says, am I still going to become one with you? Yeah. Maybe she's supposed to show that she's starting to question it. I, I don't know. Maybe? It was, it's hard it to get that. Seem, but... Yeah, it didn't seem like that was what was happening. But. And uh, so this is the episode where we find out more of Oteka's backstory. And we find out his name, his actual name is Hatsushiba Makoto. And apparently he was such a boy genius that everything to him was pointless. And my reaction is just, am I, is this supposed to make me care about him? Because I don't. I mean, the stuff with his parents calling him a freak was pretty messed up. That is pretty messed up. But, like, I don't see how that excuses anything he's doing. No, I mean, I, I don't think it's supposed to excuse it. I think it's just showing more of his backstory so that we can get a bit more on him before he probably doesn't show up as much anymore. Yeah, he's probably not going to last long. Actually, no, he's getting a new monster for him next week. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. just to elaborate on it, because we got a lot about Julio. Yeah. So they want to elaborate, and we got a lot about Aguilera's past. So I guess they just wanted to do the same thing for him, so that we know just as much about all three of them. Yeah, but at least the other two, we sort of felt for them by the end of their story reveal. Makoto, not so much. I guess that's true. So yeah, the family finally meets weekend, and they tell them about how Phoenix is secretly actively working for Gifu's revival. And then as they go out to fight the monster, the boy, the son, tases Icky again, and to no reaction, yeah. and another scene cut. Yeah, I know. Just immediately, just, <laughs> he falls down, or do they grab him? I forget. And no, then he, he just, just cuts the scene. Like, he just runs up, tases Icky, and the scene ends. That's it. And then, then Not even a reaction. Back, back in the dungeon, and then <laughs> then we start getting the, the blue eye glow yeah. going, because Vice is going crazy. I also like how, like, when Icky is tied up in their dungeon, he has, like, what I refer to as the golem ch chat with himself. Where, yeah, like, like, they have it, like, shaking, and then he changes between the two. Like, he faces one way to talk his Icky, and then you, it's a different angle for him to talk his vice. Sort of made me think of Green Goblin, too. I was thinking of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's sort of two people in one head sort of deal with them. Yeah, yeah very nice. Um, regarding Holy Live, man, were they milking that fucking stock henshin sequence because they used it twice in the episode. I mean, they could get away with it because it was amazing. The first time, sure, but like the second time, they were running and then they do the stock sequence and he's standing still and then he's running again. Okay, yeah, that, that's a little weird. Right? <laughs> um, they go into how. Oh, the more you demons you kill, the more you awaken Gifu and drive your own demons berserk. But you gotta kill them because what else can you do? And then 
crazy vice appears again and Olteca makes he just like that's what i and then he just Olteca is just like now that's what you call domestic violence <laughs> i don't know if that was just my supper or i don't know but that was what he said in the subtitle version that i had oh yeah so that one moment while they're tied while Iki's tied up and Iki just out of fucking nowhere goes hey vice you're not gifu right where the yeah, fuck that- did that come from i maybe that's something people have been theorizing and then he just they just wanted to make sure that like guys know if it actually turns out that vice is gifu i will be upset maybe he's like gifu's maybe he has something to do with him i don't know but i don't think he is him like that would be too weird but then like what's the point of even bringing that up if not also cut very suspiciously between gifu's blue eye and vices yeah like the crystal on the coffin glowed a very vice shaded color and now I'm fucking oh scared. God, is, is, is Vice Gifu? Is that why we is haven't Vice seen amnesia, inside the Vice coffin amnesia, yet? Is Vice Amnesia Gifu? When we still don't know how Vice fought off Vale in that flashback. Did he like unleash his true Gifu powers? Vice is Amnesia Gifu. Oh my god. Or maybe he's like no wait, that's ridiculous. Maybe um, let, let's remember that like the three children have Gifu cells in them. So maybe like Vice is Gifu's son, like actual yeah, demon son. Was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That he's like the like the he's the part of he, I don't know how to describe it other than he's a Gifu son. He's Gifu. He's I know there are the mooks are called Gifu Junior, but he could be Gifu Junior. Like Bowser Junior. <laughs> Oh god! I don't like this. They're the Koopa kids, and he's Bowser Jr. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad comparison. That was an upsetting comparison. I'm sorry. Upsetting is correct. That's fair. I I I I I, I will take that. It's very fair. Uh, so. George heads out with the Thunder Gale stamp and the Demon's Driver in hand. And as we see from the episode preview, George is going to hench into demons! Yeah, that's pretty great. Fucking finally, we're dealing with that! So it ended with this really neat, like, helicopter shot that I guess was from Gifu's perspective, just of Crazy Vice. Yeah. It was a nice ending shot, I think. Yeah. And I like, for the, for the, the eye catch at the end, they decided to add Vale's Kabuto stamp just because they didn't have anything else, I guess. Oh, that's a good point. Because like, the next next week is going to be the, the Thunder one. Oh, yeah, that shot of Icky in the Vice suit? Creepy. Um, and we're also going to, next week, we're also going to get to see Olteca's new monster form, which I think is Anomalokaris. So he'll be around for a little bit, at least another episode. People in our chat reporting out, you know who else got a new form and then immediately died? Zuos. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> that is that is true. Was does Vice have Iki's face on underneath his actual suit helmet the whole time? That's an interesting idea. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. I, I look forward to seeing how creepy this gets. 
I was wondering if we're if we're ever actually going to see Vice's mouth. Yeah, or that, if it's that's a thing we haven't dealt with yet. I I imagine it looking like a like a predator mouth. I was thinking venom. It's already yeah, a huge venom analogy. That's fair. Or maybe it'll turn out to be something like really weird, like <laughs> what? Look, look at our chat. <laughs> oh no! Should I? <laughs> oh my god why does it actually kind of work right? <laughs> like with the pose and the, oh my god it actually works nice job Kaguya. that's great well all right so yeah revise another excellent episode although i'm scared what direction we might be heading in any other closing thoughts? Um, not particularly. I just, I just want to know what happens next. This is the first time for a while I've been watching an episode, and then when it ends, I actually was like, "Wait, that's the end!" Right. I'm still watching the episodes every Sunday as soon as they get subbed. That's cool. All right. Donbroko. So, one thing I will admit is that the henshin noises of the Don Brother power sets are weirdly entertaining. I found a high-quality rip of Don Momotaro's henshin, and I must admit that I keep jamming out to Don Buruko! Don Buruko! Don Buruko! I don't know why! <laughs> I don't know, I still have that way with the, with the ghost... with the ghost, um standby charms so yeah all right so this is the episode where we get to know the blue ranger a little bit more and man is he a weirdo he is weird <laughs> and amazing he is like i was not expecting him to be so he's some as like as he problem solver that people come to and then they just give him food and remember, he hates money, and he's never had a job, and... Yeah, his job is living, he says. And then he just happens to find some rando's phone on the ground, and that's how he got the power set? Well, I'm... His, even, like, when the guy comes in, and he's like, I can't sleep no matter how many sheep I count, he tells him, instead of counting sheep, you have to count... Ryukon Negro to it's a long scientific name. I didn't even try to write that down. Yes, which is apparently the common the, the um the scientific name of the red goldenrod aphid. So it is a type of bug. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it would be, so I I typed it in just because I wanted to find out what that was. I was hoping you would, because I didn't wanna. Yeah, is that an insect? Is it a fish? Is it I a plant? Like I must not let this show win by making me do that. <laughs> also, when we first meet him, he's he's drinking sake, but it's just imaginary. Get it? Because he's poor. <laughs> imaginary sake, and he gets like a Tupperware container full of Oden. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Oh my god. And then and, suddenly there's an earthquake and all his lamps lamps are gone. Well, the lamps are gone because of the black bear thief. Yes, the, the, the villain of this episode is a 
a guy who goes around and wants to snuff out all the light, which he does by stealing every form of lamp in people's houses by posing as a delivery man. Weird strategy. Weird strategy. <laughs> and we already have a guy stealing lamps while no, posing as a Lupin. No, no, you, you get it though, right? Because he was possessed by the Lupin Ranger monster. So we had to steal yep. shit. I mean, yes, that the stealing made sense, but just everything combined, just the stealing of specifically of lamps being this this his reason reasoning being that's how he wants to destroy all light is by destroying lamps it almost felt like a final fantasy plot he was trying to <laughs> unleash the darkness by sealing the light i put it reminded me of delta rune that too i can almost imagine stealing lamps being a plot point to delta <laughs> rune <laughs> We've, well, we got so many more chapters left to go. Yep. The lamp chapter. So, the I first... Also, oh, sorry. The first time we get to see Saru Brothers Henshin, he uses his powers to return a ball to a child. <laughs> yeah, to get kid, the kids their ball back that they, that they lost. Which is awesome. Weird, but adorable. I really... This is more about the show in general than this episode but i honestly really like the focus on haruka and keeping taro as a more mysterious character instead of the leader being the viewpoint character again i wouldn't call him mysterious no but like it's not from his perspective we're not like going through things like hi i'm Taro. sure like, but i feel it's... like perhaps after this episode now that we've dealt with the dilemma of finding momoi taro i feel like that might change I'm genuinely curious if it's going to change or not. That, and that's, a, that's a good point. And speaking of, oh my god, this episode was so painful because of the- Yeah, it's like he was there the whole time and she didn't even think- I don't know why he didn't speak up and say like, oh, that's me at Be any point. Because he's stupid and too honest and well, you didn't ask and you- And yes, she did stop him the one time he tried to say his name. But like that after that, it's on him for just like letting her keep up the charade the whole time with her going along in deliveries. And then to make things worse, when it finally gets revealed, the payoff is not satisfying. No, in fact, he kicks her too for some reason. Not just that, but kidding. like when they're in the van after she finds his name tag and she's like, oh, you are Momoitaro, you should have spoken up. And then that's all, that's it. The three episode long saga of her fighting Momoitaro is resolved in a dismissive fucking throwaway line and no one cares. You know what else is super weird? We meet Haruka's aunt, who's a police officer in this episode, um, who outright says oh you're just gonna plagiarize again when <laughs> he's going to make the new manga and then and then for some reason uh, when when taro comes to the door um and she, they're, they're gonna do dishes like haruka lets him in to help with the dishes like what i mean what? If she, i guess she was that eager to not do dishes that sounds like Does something a ever... teen girl would do does that ever happen I just, I'm sure it, maybe. I just think it's hilarious how little faith the aunt has in her own niece that she yeah, honestly she believes just, that she plagiarized and would do so again. 
I know. I, I mean, maybe it's because of being a cop, but like you'd think that she <laughs> would actually be have faith in her. It's like, what is she going to hang? handcuff her, her niece for plagiarizing again i don't i don't get it also orb in our chat is correct she wanted to skip the dishes like you can if we use the code in our description oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then um we also um have we meet the third up part of the of the villains who is so a woman no in white tights and i i'm going to admit i actually really like the villains transformation devices and transformation sequence i love them i want them possibly more than the heroes and i i am reluctant to admit that sononi is kind of hot i mean i think she like seems to be using that to her advantage she's one of those like yeah. attracts people then throws them away types by throwing them in a box and then exploding the box it was interesting it was interesting that we got to see like a sequence for when any of these these noto whatever you call them actually just straight up murder people now there's a sequence also, attached to it it also seeing that so blatantly made me think like they've got to not actually be dead yeah I'm I'm seeing more and more evidence like this is a video game world they're just being logged out of it. Yeah. Speaking of games, some random gamers start har harassing Haruka and then Taro knocks them out by flicking peanuts at their heads. Yeah, and they were playing Tekken. <laughs> this have... isn't the same episode. This has nothing to do with anything, but it was there anyway. We got to have our one per show Tekken cameo. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They they finally catch up with the black bear thief in his fake delivery truck, and he does the thing where he puts the soul his soul in a little robot, and then he does Tokyo and punctures his tires. I just love that he does it like in front of her. <laughs> like, have they established? Have they? Do they both know who each other are? I wasn't sure. And, and yeah, like he flicks peanuts at dudes, and then's like, I don't hit people, and I'm like, well. That could be argued. Was that not hitting? Does that and, not and count he, as hitting? That's shooting. He kicks her too. So like, is yeah. that not hitting either? Is that is that fake? Yeah, he also kicked her. Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. dude. And he kicked me now. He seems like, a, a, in a civilian form, he seems like a nice guy, despite being stupid and honest. But then he goes and does shit like kick in the face a member of his team who's pledging their loyalty to you? Like, yeah, like fuck when you, he man. Transforms, when he transforms, he just immediately becomes King Knight from Shovel Knight. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? And this oh. is weirdly relevant? Exade. Oh, yeah. And you know what else furthers my thought that this might be a video game world? Despite the obvious video game jump pads and warp doors, I just realized their knees on their suits are D-pads. Oh my gosh. I never saw that. They're totally D-pads. They're knee-pad D-pads. The knee-pads. I don't know, but yeah, like... Like I said last week, they're a raid team. Because then the three of them, when they get forced in, they just, it's, it's like as if yeah, they were they forced to queue up for a duty in. they weren't ready for. Yeah, like they just tele teleport right in, like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. They're just now. like, 
Oh, you didn't. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, man. And then they turn into Tokyujer, except for Inu Brother, because I guess there was no black one. He could have turned into the green one. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then they do their finishing move where they all turn cranks and summon a giant festival float and shoot a whole bunch of rainbows before the peach spitting slash. And I'm not going to lie, I actually love that. The Momotaro Zan is pretty neat sequence. I like that they all cranked it up. Like, yeah, I miss the everybody contribute something to it nature of finishing moves back way back then. I'm a little hard pressed to call this an everyone move. It's more like they all lifted him up just so he could jump down and slash him. It's just closer than them not being involved whatsoever. Sure, but there's still clearly a power struggle here where Momotaro is the one and they are all the servants, which I get, I understand is on brand because it's the story of Momotaro. They're just yep, there to help the him. But it's still interesting that the Ani, who is the villain of the story of Momotaro, is one of the rangers and not one of the villains. Maybe that means she's going to betray them later. I don't know. Um, it feels more like it's going to be like a, a constant rivalry between the two of them. Or maybe she's going to be more of like the leader from the perspective of the audience. I don't know. Hard to say. We're only three episodes in. We'll if, if things start to change next episode, then we'll we'll know. I I know you don't like this show, but this is the most like the most I've actively wanted to watch Sentai for a long time. I am hmm. the motifs I'm not enjoying, but the actual events and narrative I'm weirdly fascinated by because like, like clearly some sort of video game thing is happening. I want to know what's going on with that. It's crazy. It's just absolute bonkers, nuts, chaos, and I kind of love it. I don't like chaotic things. I I, I mean, just like seeing... You don't know what's going to happen. It's interesting. It doesn't right? feel like, oh, we know what's exactly what's going to happen. Like, we still have no fucking clue where all these demon monsters are coming from if the, the knights aren't the ones spawning them because they're killing them. Yeah, and then there's like evil Kaito. Yeah, who is definitely the god from the end of Zenkaiser. I just and love it. It's like, like the, I need to take some time off. Cool. He just got the Lupin Ranger gear and he's like, acts like that was something he wasn't expecting. So what does that mean? Because usually he's the one to collect them, but he wasn't, he didn't yeah. this time. And oh, so it wasn't the gear itself that was. It was the Avataro gear that dropped into his lap. And I'm wondering like, so there's some sort of rule in this world where once the demon is defeated, the gear goes back to Kaito slash the god. I hate that I don't have a name for this character. You can just call him Kami. I know that just means god, but at least it's I don't like kind of name. I don't like that. Also, one of them I forget who. Um, I forget which one of them says that. Um. Bonnie's sister looks like a rabbit. Uh, I don't remember who it was either. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, we also get to see Saru brother fight, and of course, he's gonna hit people with his giant red suit ass. He's a Japanese mecha, not yeah. a gorilla. 
Yep. Uh, oh yeah, there's been Fua jokes going around. Oh. <laughs> Dismissive civilized Donkey Kong noise. Versus accusatory Donkey Kong noise. Yeah. I also like, I saw in, within the last week, I saw someone comparing Kiji Brother to uh, protoman.exe. And the, the similarity is fucking staggering. Oh, really? I, I never I never realized. Yeah. I'm not super familiar with Mega Man stuff. If someone has that image, please post that. The shot of Kiji Brother next to Protoman.exe. I guess I'll just look up Protoman.exe. Sure. And then I'll know. Uh, yeah. What really, what really weirded me out was like after they finished off the monster, and like Momotaro starts fighting the other rangers for some reason. Yeah, I. He seems to be in like a weird state whenever he's transformed. He's just like his battle happy. Yeah, his personality does change, like almost to the extent that it feels like it could be like an actual personality change. Yeah, I also like that when he's henching, he's like, "All right, we're skipping the palanquin today," but then he yeah, still just rides in on the bike. A word we all know because of Steven Universe. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but also, there's a mountain FF14 called the palanquin. It's carried around by floating bombs. Did you say bombs? Yeah. Like the like, the bomb like, monster. Oh, not like bombs that explode. Well, they do explode. That's why they're bombs. But they're like the monster oh. bombs. That's fair. Just look up bomb palanquin and you'll see it. So yeah, next week's episode. There it is. See? They have very similar designs, mostly in the head. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. That's interesting. Just take him and stretch him out and make him <laughs> make him long. Yes, long, 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 long. Man. I actually showed both my parents that, and they both loved it. Nice. Like, I wasn't sure if that if that would be something that they'd find funny, but it's universal. Everyone finds long, long man funny. Yep. Jacksepticeye watched that video and liked it. I mean, again, I don't blame him because it's awesome. So next episode is about Kijino's new job, something about Onigiri. An Onigiri store. Yeah. And so, it just makes me want to eat them. Any guesses on which Sentai's monster that is? I know. I, I don't know enough about Sentai. Right. Is it O-Ranger? Oh, because Onigiri... Is that it? I'm uh, more expecting them to make like jokes about Oni Geary. Yeah, like Oni, because Oni's sister. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. The monster had a pyramid face. It's definitely O Ranger. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like a weird Egyptian. I remember. Is, it. Does O Ranger have an Egyptian theme? There is like the, the Gold Ranger Zord is a pyramid. Oh, okay. I guess that works. Do you remember Pyramidus? No. Oh, okay. All right. Any other closing thoughts on Don Brothers? Um, th both of this week's episodes were very much like I really want to see the next episode, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. 
All right. And now back to Revice for the mystery episode four and five. Thanks for having me, guys. And Orb will take my place. All right. Thanks for joining us. Of course. I hope I did okay. I don't know if I did. We spent a lot of time laughing about random food things. That's fine. But take care, everyone. Stay safe. Don't go to theaters. Um. <laughs> uh, bye. Bye. Good night. And joining us for this section is one of our longtime Cast Ranger regulars, Thundercaster Orb. Hello. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah. There's a little bit of background fuzz, okay. but it should be fine. Okay. So, before we get into these two episodes, would you like to give your thoughts on Revice Mystery 1 through 3? Well, basically, it has been a, a fun special. I particularly enjoy, enjoyed George this entire time. Oh, yeah. And... So far, it, it it has been good. I'm sorry, I missed something. Um, okay. I I was gonna say um it was, but it was brought up in chat too, and I remembered this episode really notably had no mech fight. True. It just sort of it had a little bit of showcase of them with the little figure transforming part. Yeah. But it have an actual fight in that like cool cyber realm i really like those so it was kind of sad that it didn't that's because sononi fucking pulled out her sick ass bow and sniped the dude yeah he even tried to like run and then it just yeah i'm sorry for that that was kind of weird but um okay bye now actually for real all right bye 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 you were saying uh, um I, I was just saying that I've, I've enjoyed this, this special so far. Although I have to say for the these last two episodes, the the reveal of the mis the mystery itself it was a little weak. I thought. Yeah, I I, I think I. It's hard to say I predicted it because at some point I suspected everybody. I mean, with a cast this small, you, you you could just point at everyone and go, it might be you. Yeah, it all... It, uh, another problem I had with that is, is that I feel their, like, their reasoning behind how how they found out it was a little out of nowhere. Yeah, the, the, the evidence... Honestly, the only thing that made me sure it was her was the one part where she's like, Please kill the Orphanoc. I'm like, okay, so it's you then. That yeah, was it. That was basically no, it. Nothing else really pointed to her in my in my opinion. So yeah, the episode opens with fucking Vice imitating Tassel. <laughs> that was jarring. I did not see that one coming. Have to see. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so we find out that the idea behind the Ueshima's experiment was that they picked 10 specific breeds of kaijin that were humans turning into the kaijin instead of just normal kaijin, and they were creating basically an evil version of the Barid Rex stamp, which we, which we come to find out is the Oblivion Vice stamp. Mm -hmm. Although I have to say... 
Okay, the reasoning behind those monsters was humans turning into monsters, but the fangires don't really apply there. Uh, were the fangire in there? Yeah, yeah. they were. And you See, know what? You're right. Those definitely were monsters that took human disguises. So yeah. Everyone else was fine, but... Someone didn't do their research. Yeah. And... <clears throat> so yeah, Kaido being back, actually back, in character, very excellent. I loved Kaido and Fies. I'm pretty sure he died, though, so this is clearly a different canon. At this point, I don't know. Yeah. He he has... He Sorry has, if we spoiled I the 2003 like Kamen Rider. Yeah. I think he has died, like, three times. I love that one point where he's like, I've still got some fight in me. I knew he was going to turn into the Snake Orphanoc, but part of me wished he just pulled out the Riot Trooper belt. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. He did not use that one enough. Yeah. Um, I love that Gridon and Bravo managed to get information out of that one dude by fucking tickling him. <laughs> it was in character for them, honestly. Absolutely. I don't, when they were lining that shot up, you know what I thought they were going to do? Remember that one point where Bravo did the fucking flying jump kick? <laughs> yes. I thought that's what they were going to do. <laughs> Oh man, but this is that was just as good. I I would have preferred the kick though. Yeah, that would have been funny. Um, so they reveal that Suzu is the mastermind. She was the one who uh, is continuing the research of Ueshima Shogo, who was her, her fiance, and she's bitter because George and his vice stamps were chosen by Phoenix instead of Shogo's research into monsters being used as a power-up and i can kind of understand the logic because they're apparently his thinking was they wanted kaijin powers to be usable by humans so they could fight back against kaijins without needing a common rider present and i can understand the logic behind that but using monster dna to fight other monsters doesn't usually go well yeah, especially considering one of those monsters were the Invis. Yeah. Was the Invis? Oh yeah, the Invis was one of them too. There's another one that is definitely not people turning it. Well, actually, yes. Yes, but not willingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess but you could argue Orphanox weren't willing when they became Orphanox. All right, we'll oh, count it. No, no, no. Now that I think about it. The worms were not. The Roy Mutes. The Roy Mutes neither. The Roy Mutes were just robots. The worms were definitely yeah. not human. They were fucking aliens. Unless you I count mean, the, the native really... worms, the ones that were human. Fuck, man, it's so complicated. No, that, no, that, that, that I think about it, they were really stretching the concept of humans turning into monsters. Yeah. Whatever. This It's a side series. Normally, I'm all Mr. Belt mechanics, yeah. but I've said my piece on it. I just love that, like, the reason they went after Hiromi was just because we only need one common Rider. Also, you're fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I 
basically. Yes. And then Hiromi is just so fucking shattered when he finds out. And the violin music. I almost want to dub it over with the Love is Over song from Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically Suzu is angry at Phoenix for nepotism and is taking it out on George. Um, Technically, we, she's taking it in on Iki, but... Yeah. It's like, I'm going to destroy what you created just because I'm bitter that we didn't get hired for a job. <laughs> uh, we get a very nice uh, revise and Excel double henshin. I'm kind of surprised that, like, Excel didn't react more to Vice appearing out of nowhere. All right, he didn't know that before. Yeah. Um, and then the fight out. Oh, and the shot of Vice, like, touching Excel's suit and, and just like the little noise he makes absolutely slew me. <laughs> like, ooh, hormonal. <laughs> it was like a Homer Simpson, ooh, moment. Yeah. I think they could have gotten away with using the other riders. Yeah. But that means we'd have to acknowledge Zio, mm -hmm. and I refuse to do that. All right. Technically, the another writers were humans turning to monsters, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the fight happens, and Kaido actually joins in the fight as the Snake Orphanok, and it seems like he's helping them, but then he takes a hit for Suzu, getting burned by Vice's stray fire. And then just decides, you know what? I'm going to let you follow through with your evil plan. Go ahead and take my DNA. Yeah, basically he, he went like, okay, you're hot. Just do your thing. <laughs> like, it seems like he's trying to redeem himself and be a good guy and fight on the side of justice. And then he lets the mastermind turn into the giant chimera, not giant, but the fucking chimera monster. What the fuck? Kaido was always kind of random, so... Kaido was always one to randomly switch sides, you know, thinking back. So that kind of tracks. And then we get the Oblivion... Do I call it a dead man? I think... I think the name of the monster was, was just Oblivion. Okay, yeah, that's... And it's pretty cool. You can tell that like, yeah. each part... Like, it's... Every section of its limbs and body are all patterned after different kaijin. It's really cool. Yeah, for Chimera Monsters, this one was a cool one. It was basically the cell of Kamen Rider. Yeah, basically. Uh, we get to see... I love George's like, If you're fighting alongside a cell, use the eagle one, because that's double-themed. Yeah. And then Excel goes trial. We get to see demons or while it's still under Hiromi's control stumble his way in and actually pull off a pretty badass rider kick with the Condor stamp. And I noticed that they reused Common Rider Jin's wings for that shot. That was cool. Yeah. Also not not that I think about it, 
Demons using the Condor stuff makes sense considering it's double also. Yeah. Pretty much just double references uh, for days. Yeah. Although I get why they used the Eagle stuff since they were teaming up with Axel, but mm -hmm. considering the evil monster was a, basically an evil version of Buried Rex, I think they should have used Buried Rex as, as well to finish it off. I agree. They made such a big deal about Oblivion being an evil mirror version of Buried Rex, but they didn't even use Buried Rex. What I think they should have done was have him use Buried Rex and then like pair it up with the Eagle Stamp. You know what um, I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Because like the Buried uh, Rex Stamp it. uses the other stamps in its attacks. I forgot it could do that. Yeah, I I think it, ha it has to do with the fact that Buried Rex was really underutilized. Yeah, it was a good suit. Um, so they they save Suzu in a pretty awesome like flying rider kick, and then the monster explodes in the background as we see in the shot, and then she gets arrested. That's <laughs> what happens usually. Yeah. I love that Kaido actually lived from getting his fucking DNA extracted because, you know, Orphanok, they don't die unless you stab him in the heart. He survived for once. Yeah. And then he puts on his hat, which was great to see. I remember him wearing that hat in Fize all the time. Man, I need to go back and rewatch Fize. <laughs> and then everyone takes a bath. <laughs> yep. And... And then, technically speaking, I think Gen and Iki make, basically made, made fun of Hiromi for his heartbreak. Yeah, just the shot of him crying. <laughs> oh my god. Um, they, I, I'm very interested by the fact that they make a comment about, oh, it's such a shame there's nothing left of that monster stamp. Cue George smirking and then copying the data. I'm excited to see what yeah, he does with this. Nothing at all. Nothing will maybe go that, wrong. Maybe that's how he makes over demons or something. Oh, could be. I don't think Over Demons is debuting next episode because he was holding the spider stamp, but but maybe later. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I love George. He's always scheming and fanboying at the same time. What a man! Even it's while a other combination, apparently, even while other characters are talking, you can see him in the background, just like, hmm, yes, it's interesting. <laughs> I can't wait to see his like grand master plan where he betrays everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm expecting George to have it up when that happens. Oh absolutely. He's going to put all other rider meme lords to shame. And that was basically it, I think. Was yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah, the mystery was kind of amp, but like it's a common Rider mystery, so you, you're not gonna expect like Danganronpa level twists. The mystery was the friends we made along the way. True. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I do hope we get to see these characters interact and they're like, oh, I want to meet your Kamen Rider friends. So maybe, maybe we'll get to see Double come back and drive. And Imagine... Chaser! <laughs> That's always... I think that was always hanging the possibility of Chaser, Chaser returning. Yeah. Hopefully we get some sort of comeback, like a 10 years after drive special. You know what I mean? And that was good. Yeah, and that's kind of like the O's thing. Yeah, like the O's 10 years later special we're doing now. And that's going to be next week's topic on Cast Ranger. We're going to be doing the O's 10th anniversary movie. It has been subbed. I am excited. I haven't watched it either. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining yeah. me. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. It was fun. Thank you for being a loyal viewer, listener of the show all this time and hope you stick around. Hopefully, I'm, I'm planning to. All right. I'm going to put you back on mute and then we'll wrap up. Have a okay. good day. Bye. All right. Well, that has been Cast Ranger for the week. Thank you all once again for everyone for listening, watching, liking, favoriting, sharing, subscribing, hitting the bell, being awesome, all that stuff. As usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. From there, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Patreon, merch store, all of our cool stuff. Uh, thank you once again, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.